Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think social media has turned into a narcissistic, turned us into a narcissistic society? And I read an article in the Irish Independent today about social media, specifically teenagers who are constantly taking selfies. And it was written by John Daly. It was a great piece. And he talks about a recent trip to Photo Wildlife Park, in which he saw a family captivated by the new cheetah cubs, which I believe are beautiful, by the way. He says the family were in awe of the animals, except for the teenage daughter, who was too busy taking the best selfie uh, by the enclosure. He said that the father told the daughter to forget the camera, clearly trying to get her to enjoy the experience, but she continued to get the best photo of herself in the park. Uh, Ever since the hashtag selfie, of course, went viral back in 2010, the obsession for the perfect picture has got worse. And I'm sure we all see it every single day. Uh, John Daly wrote in the article, Social media lets narcissists make a perfect picture of themselves, editing and doctoring before posting it online for an expected stream of social approval. According to a study by psychologist Kyle Nash of the University of Alberta, published in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, It's the narcissist's perfect tool, he said, adding such individuals are particularly sensitive sensitive to exclusion. Now, I'm not a selfie person. I don't put selfies of myself up. I never have, never, probably never will. I don't think I have ever done it. I think I did it once, maybe twice with somebody else, if you know what I mean, that I was with somebody else at the time. Um, But I don't agree with it. Another element of social media, of course, is the cancel uh, culture of shaming. Uh, Time and time again, we see stories of people being shamed online for something they haven't done or a mistake, you know, that they've made. Uh, We have people going viral because they've said something wrong or even maybe lost their jobs because they've said something wrong. On the other hand, social media has changed how we get news, of course. We get instant news now and hear about stories we never heard about before. But today I want to talk about social media. Do you think it does more harm than good? And realistically, when we talk about this obsession in society with our bodies and our image, it is created by social media and the selfie. And do you think social media is a positive thing in society? As much as I use it regularly to promote the show and promote the radio station, because, of course, social media is the new poster on the wall, isn't it? Um, I personally believe we would be a far better world without it. Um, Absolutely. Um, I, um, For example, I put something up yesterday on Twitter. Um, that Twitter took exception to because it was a factual statement, but they didn't like it. And because it undermines the authority of the WHO or the state, um, I was suspended for 12 hours. I don't mind saying that. But I think what's important to note here is when you have a private company and Twitter are a private company like Facebook, like uh, WhatsApp, like everything else, they then control information. And I think that's a very dangerous precedent to set going forward in the history of our society, that we allow a private company to control the information we're allowed to have. Twitter clearly have bias, and it's been pointed out many times, uh, so they don't like anybody who disagrees with their own personal bias. And they will suspend them or ban them or whatever it is. Um, hopefully our Twitter account will be back in about an hour or so. Um, so please let us know, do you believe that social media is a good thing or a bad thing? Does it do more harm than good? Uh, particularly, I suppose, when we talk about teenagers. Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. Does social media do more harm than good? Martin, you're on Classic Hi. Hits. Morning, Niall. How are you? Good morning, Martin. Right. It's social been, media. A bit late in the day, by the way, to be saying good morning, isn't it, to be honest with you? How is it? It's, it's something that uh, sort of was in my family. If it was the first time you saw somebody in the day, it was like a good morning, you know? But I was always yeah. confused when I say hello to somebody just after 12 o'clock. Do you say good afternoon? Because it's a bit it's a bit early to say good afternoon as well, isn't it? 
It is, but I mean, it, when it when it starts getting dark, there's it, a subtle hint there to change tack, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so Martin, social media in general is it a good thing or a bad thing? I, I don't know. The jury's still out, but I'm getting to the conclusion now that it's probably the one, one of the worst things that we've um, you know let into our lives at the moment. It, it's like you say, there's a private ele- uh, private company element that's controlling what's being said in terms of a narrative. But then again, when you look at, you know, the content-driven uh, aspect of social media, you know, it's set up on people absorbing basically their own in- opinions. You know, your, your, your account is followed by people that have a similar opinion to yourself. So you're getting cocooned in listening to one particular type of narrative. So obviously there's a big surprise when somebody has a different opinion to yours. And that's why I suppose other people go down into meltdown, you know. Uh, but we're seeing social media polarizing the U.S. at the moment because obviously you've got a situation where, you know, news comes on instantly. People make judgments about what's happening, you know, whether, you know, police or protests or whatever. And then you have two or three days of, you know, all this opinion being thrown out, all these judgments being made. And then all of a sudden when the police have had a chance to investigate whoever it is or whatever it is, you know, the, 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 that narrative then has to backtrack when the facts are there because a lot of what we're listening to is opinion. It's not fact. So, you know, we're basing a lot of our judgments on what we're being fed in terms of our own opinions being mirrored back because that's how the social... Well, well that's how it works. I mean, look, I'm looking, I have a screenshot here of what I got on Twitter last night after I posted a post, and basically it was a statistical fact for the CDC in America, right? Mm. I'm not going to go into it now, but... What I posted wasn't an opinion. It was It was actually, I basically just copied and pasted what the CDC, which is the Centre for Disease Control, which yeah. is a legitimate yeah. organisation. And it said, <clears throat> um, we understand that during the times of crisis and instability, it is difficult to know what to keep uh, yourself and your loved ones safe. Under this policy, we require the removal of content that may pose a risk to people's health, including content that goes directly against the guidance of authoritative sources of global and local and public health information. Um, and it says, for more information, uh, go to the who.ie. So, in other words, unless you agree with everything that's being said, and I, don't get me wrong, I agree with a lot of what's been said, but some I'd like to challenge mm-hmm. and debate. So, unless you agree with everything that's been said, uh, we don't agree with you and we'll remove anything you put up. So, that's, and somebody gave me a great analogy years ago that it's like living mm-hmm. in a small town. And once a week, they decide the laws in the small town in the town hall. And the mayor in the town hall doesn't let anybody in unless they agree with him. And that's kind of what it's like, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, it, it is. And, and that, that's seriously damaging for our society because, again, it comes into the, the, the idea of cancel culture. Unless it fits in a particular format of the narrative of the day, you can't debate otherwise. And okay, I mean, but that, that's, well, that, that, that's one aspect of it. And I wanted to mention yeah. that because obviously we didn't put any tweets up today. So that's one aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is the danger to teenagers. Now, this obsession with their with themselves, I suppose. it's a, They've yeah. become, and I don't want to have a go at every teenager, but a lot of teenagers now, and maybe we've always been like that, have been have become narcissistic and self-obsessed. Well, they, they, they've had to do so. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, I mean, if you look at the way in which you sell products online these days, or you become a, a, somebody online, it's all content-driven. So, you know, you have to set yourself up as a self-publicist to get noticed to get a following, to get your marketing together. To get likes, you have, you yeah, have, to get pr- approval. They're looking for fans. approval, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is, it is for approval, whether it's product approval or personal approval. You're, you're trying to get people on site to follow you. So then you become, you know, this this this, this puppet, this, this this clown to to whatever you're you're trying to sell. And and you know, for some people it works, for some people it doesn't. It tends to work more for those who probably would not go into the acting profession or into the broadcasting profession, whereas it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't suit somebody who's you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. If I wasn't a broadcaster and I wasn't doing a radio show, I would have nothing to do with social media. It wouldn't interest me in the slightest. Mm, yeah. uh, but but I do it for the show. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Seamus yeah. as well. Seamus, you're on Classic Hits. Adrian Seamus. How you doing, Mel? Uh, your 12-year-old is obsessed with her phone. Ah, she is, yeah. But, like, I mean, at that age group, a lot of them are, unfortunately. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it, bar try to distract them with other things that you can do. Real-life things, I guess. Yeah, like going for a walk or reading a book or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah reading a book. Like, and now, a lot of young people do read a lot more now. I think the folks I'm reading over the last... 15, 20 years has been massive. Um, you know, definitely true, the, the, the media here in Ireland anyway. But in saying that, like, I feel sorry for them. Like, I mean, I'm in my early 40s myself, and I'm in that generation that, you know, we're introduced, I was of the generation that were introduced to the ESAT Digiphone mobile, mobile phone with Dennis O'Brien back in the day. And we all went, went around with our mobile phones. Now, this is before they even became um, yeah. uh, smart. 08 08 Remember the days. Yeah, I had a Motorola brick. Do you remember the Motorola, Motorola brick? Yeah. You could store 10 phone numbers in it, but no names, <laughs> it's just phone numbers. <laughs> all you had was a little a simple text, you know, that was uh, social media yeah. at the time. But I'm saying that, like, you're looking at them, I, I do, I feel sorry for them, because, like, especially if you look at the young men, Young lads now, I mean, they're walking around with the, the, the shaved legs, hand, beefed up, six-packs. Six but now, I'm not saying it's great to be healthy and fit and all the rest, but this obsession, like, this, this upset, it's an obsession mm. to become as good-looking or as, um, or, or as uh, prosthetic as the next thing that you see online, most of which, which is fake. You know, but they don't understand that. But it's very hard for somebody to yeah, or even as a I, I did say to Elena earlier on when we were talking about this that I thought it was more of a female thing than a male thing. But to be honest with you, well, she no. disagreed with me and she thinks it's both. No, it's more it's male now than female. Do you think so? Oh, like if you're sorry, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely more male than female. Males are far more obsessed, obsessed with this the, the, the image thing and to how to look physically super fit and domineering or whatever it may be. But unfortunately, and you can't, it's hard to say this because if you're of a certain age bracket, you know, you don't look like the old fogey that says, oh, well, now, you know, when you're older, you, you won't look at life like this. But, you know, in 10, 15 years, 20 years' time, when you're in your early 40s, you're not going to look like you were when you were 20. But somebody's texting here, Seamus. But what are you going to do then? You're going to have yeah. to have a, a different outlook on life. And I do feel sorry for this generation because they're surrounded by a generation of individuals that are self-obsessed. So, so narcissistic and self-obsessed. Somebody said, by the way, when you said, you know, you can't take the phone off them, somebody just texted and says, for Christ's sake, take the phone yeah. off them. It's that simple. But, <laughs> but can you? You can't do it. You can't You can't excommunicate them from the world around them. And that's just... We're trying but, to but are you the excommunicating them. them from the world around them? Because if that's the case, were we all excommunicated from the world around them? Because we didn't have the luxury of, you know, having this, you know, permanent connection to the outside world. Well, this is the thing, Niall, you see. It's mm. trying to evolve with the luxury and it's, it's vast kind of like... Uh, I don't know, like it... I know, but it, it is a huge responsibility for a young child to take on the world, essentially. But stay there, Seamus, and stay there, please, Martin. Danielle, you're on Classic Kids. Danielle, I mean, do you believe the children are becoming self-obsessed? Children are, yes. So they are, Niall. I'm mm. kind of torn on the subject. Okay. So I am. 
because social media, it's a good platform for information. Yes. For broadcasters and for the general public. For information but, you wouldn't have, you would have normally never got because you only would have had RTE or whatever it is. So now you have yes. all sorts of information and different views on things. But well, we'd like to think you have different views, but however, sometimes yeah, that doesn't well, happen. I'm the type of person that I'm not, I think my opinion just as valid as someone else's. And it is. You know, and I just don't like to see kids like this. Mm-hmm. They're not kind of interacting with the world. Like for that family, in, it was a photo Wildlife Park. Photo Wildlife Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like that side of it is really quite, well, I agree with that lady there. Yeah. It's really worrying. Like it's that's how... But I've seen that so many times. You you know, you bring your kids to the most wonderful place in the world and you're walking around, you know, captivated by this place and they're standing there staring into their phones. I know. That's the the problem. Well, well, hang on, hang on, Seamus. Just let Danielle finish what she's saying. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Danielle. I think, I think that's the problem. They don't kind of value the family, the time with their family. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, and I'm the world around at, them. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Back on that one. Yeah, sorry, Martin. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean, I look back when I was a teenager, and you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You know, you do start growing away from your parents. You know, you know, regardless of social media. So, you know, the idea of me going across to Manchester to see the relatives was the last thing I wanted to do. I wanted to be down the fields with my mates. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, that carried through on social media in, in the sense that, yes, they can go with you, but really their lives are, are still intertwined with the mates. And, and I suppose social media, all that's done is put a big mirror on this thing, a big magnifying glass on this thing and make it feel 10 times worse than it actually is. I don't think, you know, uh, from a behavioural point of view, as kids are growing up, there any any difference, really. I, do, I don't, I, do, I would disagree, and I probably agree a lot with Daniel, with Daniel Sell. I, do, I don't believe they're valuing the family anymore. You know, I mean, the, the time spent with your family, particularly between the age of, say, you know, seven and 16 years of age, where, where you have the, the, the age of logic up to the age of maturity of 16 years of age, it's a really important time. And when you've got kids who are almost feel like they're being put out of their way by bringing them somewhere nice, like we're going, oh, yeah, look, well, you mean, know, that's what I say. And, you know, dad or mom turns around and says, listen, tell you what, we're all going to the zoo today or we're going to a museum. Or, and and the, the 13-year-old is going, oh, no, I want to be on Snapchat, my mates. And they don't want to yeah. go anymore. They don't want to do anything. They just want to be on their phones, taking selfies, looking at each other. And even when you do manage to get them to go, they spend the day with their earbuds in, you know, taking and selfies of yeah, themselves yeah. rather than what they're looking at. Well, I'm not saying that the, the, the problem was always there. It's that social media just magnified it and made it more possible for them to... Well, with, to, well, well before I go into the break, to, just let me to, ask to you. Themselves. Okay, just straight out. Danielle, before I go into the break, do you think the world would be a better place without social media? I absolutely do. Okay, Seamus, mm. better yeah. place? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, we'll look at social media, what it's done. It's, it's, it's infiltrated elections. It's about to do the same thing again under Trump. It's, it's, it creates fake news. There's not there's more bad news and fake news than good news on social media. So, yeah. yeah. It's okay, okay. News. Martin, do you think it would be better with, it, with or without it? I think we'd better start winding it back in again, you know, because yeah. I think it's actually causing us to look at the world in a, in a very false prison. Absolutely. How did we allow private companies to control the information of the world? We've allowed basically two private companies to control all the information of the world between Facebook and Twitter. Uh, they're controlling everything, of course, Facebook, who own uh, WhatsApp as well. So we're allowing them all to control. And I don't know who owns Snapchat, actually. Who's Helena? Snapchat owned by 
Facebook or Twitter probably is probably the same groups of shareholders so we're on private companies to control all the information in the world so I want to ask you the question again I'm asking everybody do you think the world is a better place with or without social media I'm going to come to Robbie in a second uh, but we start this off with an article with John Daly in the Irish Independent where he, he witnessed uh, a young girl who was brought to photo wildlife park she was, the family were captivated by the new cheetah cubs but she was too busy taking selfies of herself and basically saying that teenagers would become self-obsessed and narcissistic Robbie you're on Classic Kids how you doing Robbie? It's the same as smoke signals and bush kangaroos and every other form of communication we've ever had throughout time, but it's probably more efficient, I suppose. Look, he has, a, he has a point. You know, the newspaper was 20 years ago, you know what I mean? And before that, it was... But it was limited to 40 pages, yeah. wasn't it? You know, you know, yeah. But look, the way I look at it is, I came, came off Twitter. It was an absolute cesspool. Like, don't get me wrong, social media has its good and its bad points, but... Like, everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to have an opinion and everybody wants to vet their opinion on social media. And Twitter is probably the worst for it, you know? No, Twitter is toxic. Oh, uh, uh, toxic. And I mean, the worst ones on Twitter are the ones who hide behind the Twitter handle who haven't got the... Well, I, well, I, well, I've often said this in relation to Twitter. You, you should have to upload your driver's license stroke passport to prove yeah. your identification before you can use it. That should be uh, an absolute. But, but in saying that, Twitter are not going to do that because they lose money. Now look, at some of the stuff that's on Twitter is criminal. You know, like some of the stuff that people get away with on Twitter is incredible. Like, you know, like I've, I have a Facebook page there now and I'm, I'm barely on it. I've about 78 friends on it, you know, because nobody loves me. But, I mean... You look at, I've, seemingly my daughter's made an Instagram page, but I don't do it. But since I came off Twitter, I'm the better for it, you know. Um, but but here's, the, here's the irony of Twitter, right? You know, the, there are people on Twitter who are obsessed with maybe people in the um, media. Right now, they're, they're saying, for example, there's a few people that I deal with on a regular basis. One guy has about, had about 10 accounts at this stage and abuses me constantly, uh, makes yeah. up false information about me, has threatened to kill us here in the radio station. And I've reported the accounts to Twitter on numerous occasions and they don't suspend them. I put up a tweet of factual information, but because it doesn't fit with the narrative at the moment and it undermines the authority of the state, I get suspended for 12 hours. So there's, yeah. there's no logic in the way they deal with, the, with things. Okay, but getting back to, I suppose, teenagers, do you think social media has had a very negative effect on teenagers? Yeah, I do. Oh, look, I've got three of them, you know, and um, I just say to them every now and again, look, look, you might actually see the world pass your boy, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, you, you look at anywhere, any conversation that goes on anymore, the conversation is their place, looking at screen somewhere. Just, like, the, the thing is, if I ever go to the poor boy, I would say the last, put them shades and smalls down, you know, and let's have a conversation. Um, you, you go out and you see a gang of teenagers anywhere and say there's eight of them, I guarantee you six of them are looking into the phone, you know? And um, I think that... And why are we doing, well then, why are we doing nothing about us? That's the thing, you know. Why are we doing nothing about it? That's it. Because I tell you why we're doing nothing about it. Because it's a multi-billion-dollar or euro um, industry. That's why. Like you've got, you've got. It can't only. It can't only be about money, can it? It's because yeah, I suppose governments of the world can use it to their advantage as well, can't yeah. they? I mean, look, look at this crisis. The, the, look at the COVID nineteen crisis at the moment. Okay, the the, the current health crisis at the moment, right? Yeah. Everything that's happened has been driven by social media. And I mean, every decision oh, that's yeah. been made by government has been driven by social media. Yeah. Right from the start, the hashtag of close the pubs after that. On Paddy's Day, we all seen people yeah. jumping around Temple Bar. That was hashtag close the schools. The government hashtag were forced into... Like that, yeah. Everything, I mean, the same with Golfgate. Everything has been driven by social media. Every decision. Here, look at, 
uh, Noel, our, our former tea shop just gone was a social media darling. Okay, yeah. He loved nothing but being getting likes on social media. You know, he he drove his government through social media. You know, so like when you've got the when you got the T-shirt, the, the Jeremy Jesus, like, former t shirt yeah. Former t shirt But he kind of still is, isn't he? They're sharing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he's standing back and watching Gina Paul of clothes, but that's a different day of conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, you you look at everything. Donald Trump, as you say, the most powerful man in the world. He's never got that phone out of his hand. Mm-hmm. You know. And, well, it's all it's, it's all legal with him anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's different reasons. You look, yeah. you look at everything. It's hashtag something. Whatever comes up, hashtag World Books 2020. Hashtag, you know, Olympics 2020. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag my cat just went to the toilet. You know, it's, <laughs> you know it, it is. And that's the extremes of it, that you've got people... Okay, well, okay, well, let me ask, let me ask you, Martin. You're still there, Martin. Do you think it'd be yeah. a different world if we had, if we didn't have social media? Like, for example, do you think we would have had lockdowns and a reaction to COVID nineteen the way we had if we didn't have social media? I don't believe we would. No, I, I, I don't think we would have had the. Yeah. You're a bit, bit muffled there, Martin. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's just a case of of, of social media has just created the frenzies. You know, and it's probably the first pandemic that we've had with social media. Obviously, and look what's happened. Yeah, and that, with the Trump thing, again, that's all driven by social media and the media narrative. And and that's probably the first real presidency that we've had that has been now, in... I mean, it's almost media. like... I mean, you look worldwide... Uh, you know, with Trump and towards the end of Obama's, I suppose, reign too, when social media became popular, we looked at America and we kind of just knew who the president was. We didn't know too much about their politics, about what was going on. But now we know everything. We know more about the American president than we do about our own president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, back to the old days, you know, the companies like the the, um, Irish Times and, you know, the UK equivalents, they carried the media message then. They they held the narrative. They were the ones that had the platform to push opinion, you know, and a lot of governments fell on the backs of what was put in the papers. But so, we didn't We uh, didn't get, there's, there's so many, uh, you know, we talked about fake news a second ago, there's so much of that, uh, there's so mm. much rubbish, but there's also so much irrelevant news that we see, well, and, and irrelevant stories that become big stories that yeah. are, and that there are more important stories out there of you know children being abused or whatever it happens to be. The things that we should be focusing on, and yet we're focusing on some stupid irrelevant story about a social media star or an Instagrammer, yeah. um, you know, who uh, you know dropped his bowl of milk this morning or something. I yeah, don't know, well, you, and that, and that becomes the news. That all started yeah, with Sky News. That, what happened with Sky News was it all of a sudden became news twenty four seven. So right, instead of having news at nine and news at six, they had eight hours to fill. You know, yeah. oh, 10 hours to fill. So it, they filled it with opinion. They filled it with rubbish. And, and obviously the cat fell out of the tree. That became news. <laughs> and, and, and that's like, what... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, Robbie, sorry, go ahead. Like, if you, you take a Martin well, well, as well, in the 80s, if a plane was hijacked in Iran, you'd probably hear it the next day. Now, you mm. hear it. As it's so happening. It's, here's, here's the thing yesterday. My... I think everything is so instant now that everybody knows what's happening straight away. Because yesterday, Shamrock Roberts got 80 Milan, just a, a kind of a little point, right? And I, I rang a couple of people, and my uncle, who was in his 60s, and he knew. And I, I, talk, I spoke to my mother, and she said it to me, and she already knew. She wouldn't even know where Milan is. You know, but the thing is that, like, the instant news is so instant, and it's so quick there. I think the problem is that it goes so fast, and it's replaced with something else five minutes later. 
that the point that you're making is that we miss out on some of the very, very important points where Brad and Angelina probably had a baby, or there was a bomb that went off in Tehran, and the bo- the, the the baby being born then is a more important story, yeah. And the Tehran thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So people are dying all over the world, you know, in tyranny and all sorts of different ways, and yet we're focused on, you know, a reality star, you know, who picked his nose yesterday. And these influencers, what what is an influencer? Some fella or some girl on Instagram that tells you that this lipstick is great, and they have five million followers, but some fella who works for the United Nations trying to feed children around the world has 50,000 followers. That tells you about the world that we live in, you know. And but then, well, then this comes back to what I'm talking about, being narcissistic and self-obsessed. Let me just go to Dave as well. Dave, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Dave? Hi, folks. Hey, nice to talk to you, Dave. Um, Dave, would the world be a better place without social media and have teenagers become narcissistic and self-obsessed? Um, right, your first point, we probably would be better off without social media. But then again, if you think back in the early days of the internet, you had like MSM chat rooms and stuff. So maybe... Not quite the same thing. It wasn't available to everybody. No, know, but, you know what I mean? I know, but what... Uh, yeah, because not everybody had computers or internet back then. But what I'm saying is people were already congregating on the internet anyway. And this is probably just like maybe a natural progression of the technology. Yeah, but you could go back further and you could say people had groups on CB radio, people had groups on shortwave radio, uh, you know, radio enthusiasts. So that's it. I tell you where social media took off. When we could hold a device in our hand, see a large screen and type on it. So that happened with, I suppose, uh, the introduction of the iPhone, the very first iPhone. That's really when social media became a a thing. Yeah, no, but what, what I'm trying to say is like the point you made with CB radio, a lot of this is, it's a lot of it is tribalism. You know, it's, you're, you're trying to search out a group of people who are like-minded like you and agree with everything that you agree with, you know, because it makes you feel like you're part of a larger group. A big, well, a big echo chamber, like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But, like, the thing is well about teenagers, like, lads, teenagers have always been narcissistic and self-involved. This is nothing new. You know, I remember, like, when we used to have non-uniform days in school back in the day, for the girls, it was like a fashion show. You know, they were all trying to outdo each other. So, and as well, like, I don't think it's fair to just point at teenagers. You know, there's as many adults on social media who are stuck into it as teenagers are. And if I'm being honest, the adults are the ones doing the most danger. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have teenagers sharing stuff about, like, Bill Gates wants to microchip you and, you know, read your mind with 5G technology. <laughs> That's adults. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fine, teenagers, they're, they're obsessed with their looks. But they've always been obsessed with their looks. I remember being 16, and my parents were like, hey, we're going off to such and such a place today. And I was like, well, can I just stay at home and read comic books? Do you know, so it's nothing new. It's just a new vehicle for them. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with you, Dave. I mean, yes, there was children who were quieter and subdued and wanted to stay at home and read the comic books rather than go to the zoo. But in saying that, you know, nowadays when you look at children... I mean, as I think Martin and Robbie pointed out, you see eight teenagers sitting at a bus stop. Six of them are staring into their phones, whereas eight teenagers sitting at a bus stop, you know, 30 years ago, were having the crack. They might have been kicking each other or punching each other or pouring things over each other's heads, but at least they were having the crack. They were interacting. And I don't, I don't disagree with that point whatsoever. I remember when we used to, when we first had mobile phones when I was a teenager, and like, you remember the polyphonic ringtones where you could type them yes. in yourself? Yeah, you know, and someone would be like, hey, Les, I got this new ringtone, like um, that dance tune, Zombie. And then somebody else would be like, oh, I got this ring tune. And then everybody everybody be playing all their ringtones at the same time. And it was just nice. Yeah. 
You know, like I, are you talking I, about Zombie Nation there? By the way, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's what a gr- one. what a great yeah, piece of music. <laughs> oh, there was I guess that brings back memories of Club M back in the nineties, and you'd play that and they go mad. If you're at a rave and that came on, the whole day. And then, of course, I think the biggest leap forward when we came to you know the the tunes on phones or ringtones on phones was, I suppose, the Crazy Frog. Which was, that was the kind of I first hate, oh, popular one, wasn't it? My young son starts singing that whenever he's trying to get under his skin. Um, did you not have the crazy frog, Martin? I think I did. Uh, yeah, well, Robbie, did you have the crazy frog? No, I wanted to smash every Judging from these social media commentators, one can only come to the conclusion that we are being conditioned to view those of us who speak out in defence of our own freedoms as selfish when nothing could be further from the truth. Our freedoms have been bought and paid for with the lifeblood of our forefathers and to cast them aside now in fear of the least deadly apocalypse in history of, in the history of man is an insult to their ultimate sacrifice. So benign is this pandemic that it must be sold to us by the mainstream and social media with its death toll fudged, flawed and inflated. In other words, the point he's making, Dave, is that social media has been used throughout this pandemic, I suppose, to put fear into people. Oh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that point at all. But, like, you know, trying to make out that, like, you know, it's only because of social media that, you know, uh, misinformation is being spread is, is it's a lie. Like, I mean... Media corporations have been spreading false truths since, you know, like, go back as far as America in the 1950s with the Red Scare, all the propaganda during the Cold War. And they used to use Looney Tunes as anti-World uh, War II propaganda, you know. Well, even nursery, then, surely even nursery rhymes were used as propaganda. If we look at all the very famous nursery rhymes and the deep, dark secrets behind them. But in saying that, they wouldn't have had the power of the modern private companies like Twitter and Facebook. No, they wouldn't have had. And like, uh, whatever, was a Robbie that made the point that like, it's because of money. And it is. It, it, this is Profits, all yeah. money. It's like, it's why, like, if we want in the morning, the Irish government could say, Facebook, top on, or you can cease trading in this company. They're not going to do it because it's a vested interest. Like, one of my biggest problems with social media is the fact that conspiracy theories are now at the forefront of, of media. You know, like, people nowadays will read a conspiracy theory and they'll read it on Facebook and they believe it's true. And, like, I don't necessarily blame the technology or blame the platform itself because... If I want to learn something, the onus is on me to make sure I'm getting the information. Well, no, no, not well, no, I don't think you're right, because here we go, right? Do you believe that these private companies like Twitter and Yahoo and Facebook have a responsibility and a duty, um, say, to control fake news? Because the press do. We do as a radio station. We're, guided, we're governed by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. So... We're all governed by something, but social media have no regulations apart from self-regulation. Yeah, that's true. And I think one of the reasons because of that is because you get into the say, the realm of like censorship and freedom of speech. But it's also a very, like, if you really consider it, it's a very new technology. You know, we, we haven't had it for that long. But, 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 but Twitter are now becoming famous for their censorship. 
No, I know, but you see, the thing is as well, like a lot of people seem to think that it's, it's some person behind the screen that's censoring you. But well, it, well, in some cases it probably is. I mean, it clearly you can see with Twitter that they have, you know, Twitter itself as a group, as a company, have an opinion. They're obviously quite liberal in their views. And, you know, you can put up anything you want about certain things, but if you condemn, say, Black Lives Matter or if you condemn um, LGBTQ or you condemn anything that would be part of the liberal narrative, you're going to have your... your Twitter account remover suspended. So you see, you see, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because, like, a lot of like the censorship that goes on is done using an algorithm. But like, I or a word, or a word search. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, but I gave up on Twitter a long time ago. But I'll tell you right now, like, I see on Facebook constantly some of the most awful, vile, disgusting things that people say, and it's got nothing to do with like wherever you land on the political spectrum. Okay, well, do me a favour, stay there, because I want to go to Neil just before I finish this up. Neil, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Neil? Good, Niall. How are you? Good. Neil, in relation to the social media in general, do you think the world is a better place or without us, or will it be better with us? I, I think it, we're better off without it. Okay. Uh, I actually deleted my Twitter account last night. Okay. Because it, it was attached to my business. And I couldn't interact with, um, we'll say, your, your posts or your tweets. Because just like somebody said earlier, you're, there's always a retribution. People are always out to, to really ruin you if they can. Mm-hmm. And social media seems to come down to how bad can I treat other individuals or businesses. But they won't do it to your face ever. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the thing. One of the, the uh, <clears throat> WhatsApps I just sent in was that nobody's a conversationalist anymore. Like when we were doing, we were do, we still do bed and breakfast, and in the morning we do breakfast. Nobody's talking to each other. There's no conversation going on. They're both on the phone or all four or whatever. Yep. And it seems to be disconnected. And really, the only the only time and last time I've seen decent conversation is when you go when you go out in society and restaurants or pubs and even restaurants. You'll see kids watching movies mm. when they're sitting with their with their parents. So it's just it's, a, it's incredible. It's to a watch, baby. Isn't it? It's a babysitter. I, I'm stunned. It's, it's it's stunning, and these people are out on a holiday, like you were saying, and all of this beauty around them, every place to go, and not discussing what are we going to do today, what's the next thing to visit. We have the whole wild Atlantic way to go to, and and there's none of that conversation. They're taking pictures of food, and I thought they were texting each other across the table, but they're not. It's, they're it's they're taking pictures amazing. of their breakfast and, and putting yeah. it up on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, instead of talking about it with themselves. And, you know, I try to do the interaction, and you'll get a conversation, you'll finally get it going. But they always look, they're always holding on to, to the phone. As if, you're, as if you're an inconvenience talking yes, to Yes, yes, and I can't wait to get back to what I was doing. You're, you're not, not you know really what, rude. I find it, it, no, but I tell you, it is rude, because if I'm talking to somebody, you know, and they're texting or tweeting, unless the person says, sorry, excuse me, I just need to send this. That's fine. You know, I understand that. Okay, that's fine. But if you're talking to somebody and they have the phone in their hand and they're kind of half looking at you and yes. half looking at their phone, I find it extremely rude. Yes, and this, this goes back to a basic business um, um, where you you're need to have a chat with an employee. should be one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And it's, it even goes back to emails where there's books out that says never read emails in the morning. If you're talking with a, an employee and they're trying to get something off their chest or you need to do something for them and you keep swinging your head towards your email all the time. Mm-hmm. These, these employees know you're not paying any attention to them. You have no time for their business. You have no time for their life or their career. And that's, I remember that's where all of this started, when people weren't getting the attention they needed. 
Well, look, I've run out of time, Neil. Thank you very much indeed. I enjoyed the conversation. And it is a conversation. Maybe radio is the only place you'll get a conversation. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.